Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go up there and have a good day, all right, bud? Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 1102 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening. As always, we got a jam-packed show here for you this morning. Lots to talk about. NASCAR in Bristol, IndyCar at Pocono, lots of local racing stuff to cover, and we'll all try to squeeze it in here over this next hour. Of course, phone lines are open, 803-0551. 888-550-2550 are the phone lines if you want to chime in about anything going on in the world of motorsports. Also, you can send us a tweet at FastTrack550 and Facebook.com slash WGRFastTrack. Coming up on today's program, you can we're going to talk about the Kyle Busch Bristol Sweep Part 2. Second time Kyle Busch has swept the weekend at Bristol winning the Truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series races. And a pretty good race last night there at Bristol uh, compared to, to some of the other recent ones. I thought it was a, a very entertaining race. Uh, good battle throughout the, uh, the throughout the show. The stage racing helped liven up you know the first half of the race. And Kyle Busch uh, drove it like he stole it to get the win over uh, Eric Jones last night. We'll talk about that, including we'll talk up to uh, talk about it with Jerry Jordan from. Uh, the Performance Racing Network and KickingTheTires.net. Jerry will join us at quarter past the hour. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, how about this? We've got reigning Indianapolis 500 champion Takuma Sato is going to join us at 1135. He is in Pocono, Pennsylvania for today's IndyCar race at the Tricky Triangle. And Takuma is going to join us live from Pocono, um, hopefully around 1135. It might be a few minutes delayed depending on how long the driver's meeting goes at Pocono. But uh, we are going to, at some point this morning, talk to Takuma uh, as the IndyCar Series running today at Pocono, the ABC Supply 500, which uh, you can catch on NBC Sports Network uh, today. Actually, what am I talking about? You can catch it right here on WGR Sports Radio 550 today as well. We will have live coverage from the uh, IMS Radio Network uh, today on WGR. So as an added bonus, you can catch IndyCar action today here on WGR as uh, Takuma is on the pole for today's race at Pocono as well. So how about that? In a span of three weeks, we've had the two most recent Indy 500 winners on the program. We talked to Alexander Rossi Watkins Glen, and now we're talking to this year's Indy 500 winner, Takuma Sato, uh, at the bottom of the hour. Also, coming up in this hour, special in-studio guest. He's he's champing at the bit to, to be on the show. Jody London, local racer, local racing promoter. He has got a big deal coming up this Friday night at the Spencer Speedway uh, out near Rochester. A huge race for, for super stock cars, and uh, it's probably the biggest super stock race of the year. And uh, Jody's going to talk about that a little bit later on. Also, uh, if we got time, uh, talk to Patrick Emerling last night at uh, Lancaster following last night's Race of Champions Modified Series event. Of course, Patrick scoring a huge win Wednesday night, also at Bristol. 
as he won his first ever NASCAR modified two race at the uh, the Great Coliseum and uh, had a chance to catch up with Patrick about that last night in Lancaster. So that'll be coming up uh, later on in this hour as well, too. But we start talking uh, about last night's race at Bristol. Kyle Busch getting the win to complete the sweep. And y- you know what? You know what? As much as. Uh, you know, a lot of talk about restricting cup driver action in the truck and Xfinity series. It was still, it's still cool when you, something like this, and it doesn't happen often. Only the second time Kyle's done it, second time ever. But to see, to see someone dominate like that and just uh, run so well, three races, three wins. Uh, what an accomplishment for Kyle Busch! It was cool when he did it in 2010, and it was uh, equally as cool when he did it this weekend. Uh, at the Bristol Motor Speedway, and I, I loved it. Him getting out of the car, uh, the bow, of course, getting the broom out and sweeping the roof of the race car. Uh, tons of fun. You know, he played, he plays with, plays right into the fans. Uh, he loves it. He's like he said, any noise is, is good noise, whether they're cheering or booing. Uh, he doesn't care as long as they're making noise, and, and he plays plays up that role pretty well. But what a, what a drive last night for Kyle Busch. You know, he's running fourth with 85 laps to go. And, you know, to drive by Kenseth and, and you know, drive by Larson to, to get to Eric Jones and then had to, to get around Eric Jones. And Eric was having a heck of a race, thought maybe he'd get his first career win last night. Started on the pole, led more than half of the laps last night in the 77 car. But Kyle got by him there late and uh, drove away uh, during the final, that long, uh, that last green flag stretch there at the end to pick up the victory in a pretty good race at Bristol last night. Uh, the of course the the grip strip was back there on the bottom, the the PJ1, the traction compound, whatever you want to call it, and uh, that certainly helps. Uh it makes that bottom lane viable, but uh you saw the top come in as well too. I mean, you saw Kyle Larson use that a lot. A lot of guys were using that outside line. It, it came in to play there at the end of the first stage. That how about the the end of the first stage? Kyle, uh, Kyle, and Kyle Larson and Bush going side by side for the lead, trying to knife their way through the lap cars. You know these guys want these playoff points, and and that's the the reason why NASCAR put the the stage formats uh, in into play this year was to kind of liven up the, the the middle sections of the race because instead of guys maybe riding at lap one twenty five, you know last night they were going at almost as hard as they would at at the end of the race trying to get those playoff points. And uh, just racing tooth and nail was a great battle, and, and it showed why they put the, the stage formats in this year to kind of add a little more excitement to the middle portions of the race. So I thought it was pretty good. Uh, great run, though, for uh, Eric Jones last night. And, uh, again, just uh, some of these great young drivers we've got in the Cup Series and uh, another one looking to uh, break through for his first career win. But uh, he is uh, finished second last night. Denny Hamlin finishing third. Matt Kenseth fourth to give Toyota the top four sweep. Kenseth was in the hunt there. He had gotten up to second late before Kyle got back by him. And Kenseth trying so hard to uh, you know, get that win to lock himself into the playoffs. And he really would have been in danger had Eric Jones won last night because that would have put another... Uh, winner into the playoffs and another that one fewer spots for drivers and making in on points. Uh, so really for Kenseth for these last couple of races, uh, you know, Darlington and Richmond, he he would just rather uh, hope that some other guys that have already won this year win races or he himself wins because anybody else winning really could put himself in jeopardy. Although because of his good runs the last couple of weeks, the the runner up finish at the Glen fourth at last night at Bristol. You know, now uh, Kenseth has even gotten himself off the bubble for the the playoff chase. He's put Jamie McMurray now on the bubble 
for that final spot in on points. Uh, and he's right behind Jace Elliott, too. Elliott's got 711 points. Kenseth is eight back of Elliott. And then you've got McMurray now three behind Kenseth. Luckily for Jamie McMurray, though, he's got about a 58-point lead over Clint Boyer. So he's got a nice cushion, more than a race's worth of points. So he'll really have to falter. Or if somebody like a... Uh, like, if, if unless it's Elliott or Kenseth, anybody else gets their first win of the season, McMurray will be out of the playoffs for sure. If you know someone like an Eric Jones, a Daniel Suarez, a Joey Logano, of course, uh, wins in these last couple of races in the regular season, uh, McMurray's playoff season is going to go down the tubes because uh, he's uh, he would be the first one on the outside looking in when it came to the points. Uh, round out of the top five last night, Kurt Busch made a late charge to bring it home. Top five, of course, Kurt still looking to sure up his ride for 2018. Uh, Ryan Newman, Trevor Bain, good run last night, finishing 7th. Harvick, uh, Kyle Larson was a factor early on, led 70 laps, but wound up ninth. And then Ryan Blaney had a good run, uh, finishing 10th. Other notable names in the field, Jimmy Johnson coming home 11th. Uh, McMurray wound up 12th. Joey Logano, 13th. Suarez, 15th. Clint Boyer could have used a better night. Unfortunately, he finished 19th last night. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finishing 23rd in his final start at Bristol. And uh, Brett Keselowski, he had some trouble early, some damage in a flat tire, put him like three, four laps down early on in the race, and just kind of had to ride it out. He wound up 29th last night uh, at Bristol. Again, 803-0551-888-550-2550. But, uh, you know, you look, you look at the points, and really it's going to come down to who is uh, – you know, it's going to come down to wins or playoff points. And uh, really, if, if again, if, say, at Darlington and uh, in Richmond, it's, you know, a Truex wins again or Larson or Harvick, you know, anybody that's got a win already, if they win, then your, your playoff field is kind of set. But, again, it'll all come down to somebody that's not in on points, already has a win, uh, getting a win in these last two regular season races that could really shake things up and put the squeeze on someone like a Jamie McMurray or a Matt Kenseth. And uh, that's the that's the fun about the playoff system. It, I, I uh, you know, keeps things interesting uh, right throughout the regular season. Again, 803-0551-888-550-2550. But, you know, the, the Kyle, Kyle Busch... Again, it was uh, it was a ton of fun to see him win uh, and play up to the the fact that uh, he is you know he's got plenty of his haters out there and uh, has his fan base as well too and he you know it, when he loses he doesn't take it well but when he wins he has a lot of fun with it too I mean uh, this morning on social media his wife Samantha tweeted out a video uh, he she and Kyle were driving uh, through one of the campgrounds there at Bristol. And uh, they stopped by this camper, and it looked like everybody around was sleeping, but they had a Kyle Busch flag hanging outside their camper. So Kyle stops the car that they're driving. He gets out and stands up on the – he's got the window rolled down, and he's, he manages to balance himself while standing on the, the window of, his, of the vehicle he's driving, stands up there to reach the Kyle Busch flag hanging at this camper and manages to sign, sign an autograph on the flag while the people inside the camper have no idea what's going on. They're asleep or, or not there or whatever. But uh, I thought that was pretty wild that, that Kyle does that. And uh, that that's the fun side of Kyle. That is the when he is in a good mood and wins, you know, he is uh, he's got a great personality. But unfortunately, there's the two sides of Kyle. When he loses, he is he's a sore loser. And there's there's not much you can say about that. Uh, he's just a very tough competitor. You know, he he 
blows off his uh, you know media responsibilities, or you know he did the uh, the mic drop interview. I think what was that at Charlotte for the the six hundred where he just said the one statement and then dropped the mic and walked out. You know he does not like to lose, but when he wins, uh, he is is a ton of fun, uh, and uh, he's got a, kind of two sides to him. But I, I still think uh, that villain role that he plays, I, I still think is great for the sport, and uh, is uh, you know still is is going to be one of these guys that needs to lead NASCAR into this next generation with Dale Jr. now retiring, with the departures of the Gordons and the Stewarts and everything. You know, Kyle's going to have to be one of those personalities that leads us into the next generation, while the the William Byrons and the uh, Eric Jones's and Daniel Suarez develop into top flight stars and and get to uh, the mainstream mainstream race fans learn about them and, and pick them up as their favorites. Kyle and guys like Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano, they're going to bridge that gap from uh, the this current generations of, of stars that have retired. Uh, and that includes guys like Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth. And again, bridge that gap to uh, the next the next generation of stars in the NASCAR uh, Monster Energy Cup Series. Right now, let's go to the AT&T hotline and bring in from the Performance Racing Network and also KickingTheTires.net. Want to welcome Jerry Jordan to the program. Jerry, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Great to talk to you. Good morning. Uh, yes, yeah, it was a late, late, late night last night at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway, but... Uh we're uh, on the road, headed back to the house for the off weekend. But yeah, good, uh, good to be on the air. Well, you guys got done two hours before before we did at my short track last night, Jerry. We had a rain delay at the the short track I was working at last night. You guys got done. I think it was like ten thirty. We got done at twelve thirty. So you got you got. I know you had post race stuff to do too, but you guys got a two hour head start on us. Well, <laughs> you, know, you can't do anything about the rain. Luckily, uh, you know, we did have a little bit of rain at first earlier in the week, but, but last night was, was picture-perfect race weather. And, uh, and yeah, I, I did stay post-race. I didn't get out of there until about 2.30 in the morning. But that's okay. We had a great race. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of picked Kyle to win it. Uh, he'd been dominant all week, and, and he was a favorite going into the uh, end of the night. It was. I thought it was a great race. Um, again, the combination of kind of everything, the, the grip strip, the stage formats and everything, Jerry, all of that combined it, and it made for a, a pretty good Bristol show. One of the, the bread, better Bristol races in the last couple of years. I would agree. Uh, you know, there were, there were times when it, it, you know, obviously, uh, Eric, uh, Eric Jones got out there and, and led the most laps and he was, but, but he's a rookie and he was dominating and, you know, he was holding off the guy who, who basically, went and found him and helped uh, help bring his career uh, to, the, to the Cup Series. So, you know, the fact that, that Kyle Busch won should not be overlooked by the fact that Eric Jones did his darndest to, uh, to beat his, his former boss and, and next-year teammate. Yeah, Eric drove a heck of a race, and I think uh, we've been seeing a really good maturation process from both he and Daniel Suarez. You know, they both maybe had a little slow start to their season, especially Suarez, who had to make that late transition into the 19 car but these two young men uh they're going to be you know if, if they don't get a win this year jerry they're going to be easy favorites to win next season because they've certainly developed into pretty good cup drivers in this uh this regular season so far oh absolutely and uh, you know uh, i play fantasy every week and i had uh i had kyle i had uh eric and i had matt kenseth and i had daniel flores <laughs> uh a couple of the other guys i had didn't do as well <laughs> But, you know, other than that, it, it, you, you know when you're seeing these guys run up front as, as good as they are and as, as much as they do, you know, if you get a top ten, you can get a top five. If you get a top five, you can get a win. 
and Eric Jones was really close last night. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. As Kyle Busch said after the race, it's not only is it a matter of time until Eric Jones gets a win, it's a matter of time until Eric Jones gets on a roll. Yeah. And when he gets on a roll, he'll get multiple wins. Well, I think I need you to pick my fantasy lineups from now on because my lineup stunk compared to what you had. <laughs> Apparently, but uh, you know, you know, for all the the criticism he get, uh, from some parts of the fan base, Kyle gets for going to the Truck Series and going to the Xfinity race and and and, and winning so many races that he does. Uh, it's it's still you still got to stand there and marvel when he can pull off another weekend like this where he wins three races. Uh, if you just you know you you put us put aside. Uh, if if it bothers you the fact that he goes down into those series, uh, it's still remarkable that he was able to win three races this week at Bristol. You know he's done it before. He's I think he's the only guy that's ever done it. Yep. Uh, but, you know so. But here's what's really good, fans. Listen up close. Listen very closely. He's cut off. His wife said that's it. He's got one more Xfinity race for the year. The rest of it is cup. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to hate him in the other series. He's not going to go down and. And win everything, so you know it's it's cup only after one more Xfinity race for Kyle Busch. So uh, it'll be the uh, it'll be the other guys that are battling out down there in the uh, in the trucks and the, and the Xfinity. But man, it's phenomenal. I, I like Kyle. It, it, sometimes uh, you know sometimes he runs me the wrong way, and he he admitted that last last night. I asked him a question about his place in the sport. Uh, when, you know, because he's destined for the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. like. You know, depends on the day as to whether or not, uh, you know, I'm good to the media or not. And, and Kyle was in a great mood last night. Of course he was. I wanted to ask him, I was like, you know, next, you know, in two weeks when we're at Darlington, you know, can you carry this over, you know? Uh, <laughs> but but we, we, we work with these guys every week, and, and Kyle is a phenomenal driver. And as, as uh, Kyle Larson said last night on the tweet, put the GOAT emoji on, the, uh, on his tweet and said that Kyle Busch was one of the greatest drivers that he'll ever see in his lifetime. Yeah, I agree. And not only does he continue to do it, you know, in the Cup Series and when he runs the Xfinity and Truck Series, Kyle still, just like Larson, Kyle will spend his off time. He'll go run late model races, you know, Kalamazoo, uh, Berlin. He'll go run some of those big late model races out Midwest. Kyle's also one of those guys that's still not afraid to go have some fun with the short track folks as well, too. Oh yeah, you know, like I said, he uh, he he told us all last night. He's uh, he's cup only for the rest of the season after one more Xfinity race. But but it's uh, it, it's great to have him. I actually like Kyle being in the other series, and I talked to the drivers, you know, different drivers. I know Garrett Smithley and some of the so, some of the up and comers that are that are not in the best equipment, but not in the you know that the, they may never make it to cup. They they, they want to. They they're trying to. They just need the right deal. But one of them told me, hey. I got behind Kyle, and he showed me where I was going into the corner wrong. It wasn't that Kyle was helping. He mm-hmm. watched how Kyle did it, and he picked up he picked up a few tenths of the second on his lap times because he watched that veteran driver on how he was getting into the corner. So for all, everybody that thinks that it's bad for Kyle to go down there, he's actually, even though he's not taking them by the hand and teaching them, they're learning from those top drivers, whether it be Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, whoever it is, when they drop down in the lower series, those younger guys, they're looking, and they're the future of our sport. They're looking to see what these older guys, these veterans, are doing, so that they can get their game better. Jerry, uh, appreciate the time this morning. Like I know, again, late night for you with all your post race responsibilities. Real quick, just uh, tell the folks what can they see over uh, with your work with the Performance Racing Network and also ki- KickingTheTires dot net. Well, at Performance Racing Network, I'm the producer for the Daily Garage Pass show. You can go to uh, GoPRN. 
uh, dot com on, on the internet and, try and go to the Mark Garrow's Garage Pass. I, I put that show together and do some news uh, with Mark from time to time. At kickingthetires.net, I have a staff of uh, about five riders plus myself. Uh, we cover every race and plus we branch out into some of the IndyCar and some of the open wheel stuff, uh, IMSA sometimes. So you can find pretty much all NASCAR and, and a few uh, few big races from some of the other series at kickingthetires.net. And you can follow me at jerryjordan underscore KTT on Twitter. Uh, would greatly appreciate that. And uh, Aaron Bearden and, and Caleb, uh, uh, you know, my, my reporters that were there at the uh, Cable Whistler, was reported there at Bristol last night. Appreciate all their work and, uh, you know, to bring the uh, race fans and the readers uh, of Kicking the Tires uh, the stories that happened this weekend. Jerry, it was good to meet you at Watkins Glen. Thanks for the time this morning. Hope we can do it again soon. Anytime, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Jerry Jordan from the Performance Racing Network and KickingTheTires.net. Kicking kick kick with no G. KickingTheTires.net. Just, just so you get it right. Uh, before we go to break, uh, of course, Kyle Sweep at Bristol, the other guy to win a race at Bristol this week. It's from Orchard Park, New York. Patrick Emerling won the NASCAR Modified Tour race on Wednesday night. First career NASCAR Modified win, and what a place to do it at with uh, lots of NASCAR people watching him. And uh, I caught up with Patrick last night after the race at Lancaster that he run. Didn't have a good night at Lancaster last night, but I was still pretty in a good mood about that win Wednesday at Bristol. So here's Patrick Emerling on WGR's Fast Track. Well, Patrick... Congratulations. I know you you were full-time on the NASCAR Tour for a couple seasons. You kind of scaled that back, but still hitting the big races. But it just had to... I, could, I could, probably can't describe how you felt in victory lane there at Bristol Motor Speedway on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, like that's you know stuff we dreamed of doing uh, a long time ago, you know, and that's, you know, that's what we worked towards, and that's... Uh, you know, it's a fact. We went there and we were able to do it. That's a big confidence boost. And I think, um, you know, we, I think we could have got, um, we were in position to win many more races. And I think, um, you know, with that as a confidence boost, I think we'll definitely be in the hunt. We've always been, you know, in the last, you know, year, you know, year, two years, we've been in the hunt um, to win some of them races. But, um, you know, especially Loudon and Bristol, we were always fast. And Loudon, we were always fast. And then this year we've been even, you know, we you know, we made uh, some little improvements, and we made our stuff even better. And, uh, you know, we've made our stuff better in the ROC here as well. But it hasn't been showing just because, you know, things just haven't been going our way as it uh, did last year. But, um, you know, I think, you know, I'm driving better, and I think we got better cars. So I think we're just going to kind of get better moving forward. Could you almost couldn't believe how the night was going at Bristol, fast in practice, on the pole for the race, getting out front there. It just everything seemed to go your way, and just it was everything kind of went your way that night. Yeah, like that's uh, you know to show up, be the fastest, get the pole, go, you know win the race. That's what we show up to do. So um, you know that's what we try to do every single race. And so you know, but in that series, it's really really hard to do. So you got to be on your game, and you need to have everything needs to go right for you. So um, and uh, you need to be on your game you need to do your homework and you know you need to refine your whole program and um to be you know to be doing that stuff in that series and that's you know i think what we did and you know we've just been getting better and better and then um you know and finally we were able to have an awesome car and uh you know, we were able to take care of it. So, and of course, not only are you getting better at the driver, but you got a great crew behind you with Jan and, and Mike Leedy and, and everybody that helps out with the ROC program and the NASCAR program. And it's certainly a team effort too. 
No, definitely a huge team effort. Jan learned a lot from him over the years, and then Mike helps me out a lot. So, um, you know, it, you know, we share the same. You know, we'll we'll split up in the ROC, but um, you know, it's all the same team. So, you know, we uh, we're always bouncing things off each other. You know, here at the track, even though we're competing for the win, um, we're both competing for the championship. Um, so, you know, we're teammates. Sometimes we get into it a little bit. Like tonight would have been a complete show between Mike and I. Um, it was going to be either Mike or I who. We're gonna win that. Who we're gonna win that race because we both had our strategy perfect, and we were both in really, really good shape there. So we would have been really good. And last thing, uh, kind of interesting. Right before the race, you got sponsorship from Salem's Hot Dogs, a big Western New York brand, big racing family. Joe Salem, their sports car background. How'd you get hooked up with those folks? Uh, we just kind of, you know, knew him through some mutual friends, and you know, and sometimes we, you know, I, you know, we saw each other around and stuff like that, and then. Um, so, yeah, I think you know, it's really cool. You know, the hot dogs are good. So you know, it's... You've been eating plenty, I bet. Oh, yeah, plenty. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times a guy wins a big race or gets a first win, your phone blows up. You get any interesting phone calls or text messages since oh. you won? Oh, big time. Big time. <laughs> a lot. Congratulations. It was. I wasn't there to watch it, but just watching, following on Twitter from home, I, all of Western New York was behind you and glad to see you finally pulled one out. Yep, thank you. There's Patrick Emerling again, picked up his first career NASCAR modified tour win at Bristol on Wednesday. Uh, that race will be shown on TV, I think it's either Friday or Saturday this coming week on NBCSN. They're going to show the replay. Uh, actually, in the break, I'll look that up, so when we get back, I'll give you the exact time. When we get back as well, we're going to be joined by Indy 500 winner Takuma Sada, live from Pocono. Uh, that is coming up next, and much, much more, including your phone calls at 803 888-550-2550 when we get back with more Fast Track here on WGR. This is Kyle Busch driving the number 18 M&M's Toyota. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. There is the man behind the Bristol sweep this weekend, Kyle Busch, getting the win in the Cup Xfinity and Truck Series races this weekend at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Hey, by the way, that Modified race that Patrick Emerling won, that will be uh, it's Saturday at 3 o'clock on NBCSN, so you can tune in then, or if you're headed to your local track on Saturday afternoon, you could set your uh, DVR to uh, check that out. IndyCar in action today at Pocono, and we'll have the race right here on WGR, courtesy of the IMS Radio Network. Coverage coming up, uh, I believe, at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And we're going to go to the AT&T hotline right now and bring in the pole sitter for today's race, the ABC Supply 500. He is also the reigning winner of the Indianapolis 500. Takuma Sato joins us on the line. Takuma, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Great to talk to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling uh, Takuma, first off, uh, I know it's been almost three months, but does it, do you still have to pinch yourself when people refer to you as the winner of the Indianapolis 500? Oh, still crazy down here in Parkano and uh, in, in a part of everybody naming and my name, and uh, congrats on the Indy 500. And, uh, I think they are really happy to see the uh, 500 winner come to the uh, Parkano 500. Just, you know, there is some... Uh, uh, common things, and uh, they love the speed, and uh, I love the Pocono personally. So, uh, yeah, very, very uh, excited moment and uh, very happy day yesterday. Yeah, and things looking good for possibly your second win of the season today at Pocono. Uh, as you start on the pull for today's race, uh, is there a, a little bit of crossover from how you race Indianapolis to how you race Pocono? Are there some similarities since they're two big, big, wide, fast tracks? Yes, I think there is some similarity. Um, obviously, the 500 miles race, or you know, six or seven times pit stop, it just makes uh, in a good way some predict- predictable race. So you know, no one knows who is going to going to be on the, uh, the last lap until last lap. So it's a very exciting race, always as always. And uh, 
the Pocono is, uh, as people say, tricky triangle. <laughs> um, it's a very unique, you know, town one and high banking and the, the car's more stable in town one and under scary-ish. But then I turn two, it's going to flatten, turn three is almost like a zero banking for drivers to get in the car, fighting on a car on the neutral to the oversteer. So we have to use a lot of tools to, to compensate on that one as well as the driving style is slightly different from the Indian Forest Motor Speedway. But nevertheless, in a long straight, and uh, it can be, you know, four wide, five wide usually. And then I think I remember that two years ago on the restart, I was in seven wide and take <laughs> from the from the inside. So I think the Pocono is always an exciting one. And uh, yeah, as I said, in a 500 mile race, it's a big crown race, and I think the fans are so excited here. Uh, with starting on the pole today, how much does that affect you and your team's strategy for, for playing the race out with pit stops and everything? Do you approach the race differently knowing that you're going to be right up front at the start and maybe plan your uh, pit strategy a little bit different than maybe if you were starting in the middle of the field? Well, certainly uh, starting front is always help. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. clean air, you know, less, uh, less you know, aggravation going to turn one. So it's basically you take the lead or, or, or possibly on, on, on second. That means you're controlling the race, which is much better than in the mid-pack to the, uh, the end of the pack because that's uh, it's a significant amount of turbulence and it's made you very difficult to, to set up the car. But um, I, I hope I hope uh, you know we have uh, uh, basically make sure it's no bad luck and <laughs> we have uh, a clean race and uh, you know as I said 500 miles race you know you can have so many other things so sure. I think uh, the qualifies one race one part you know I think it was yesterday was great I think uh, 26 boys did an outstanding job and I had, you know I can't thank enough to Michael and the entire Android Jordan sport but. Today is a different day, and I think today we really need to head down and do a job, a solid performance. And then, uh, if you are in top, you know, top five in the last hint, I think you have a fair chance to to just shine for the win. Uh, Takuma, last thing before we let you go, of course, we here in Buffalo, we're just uh, a couple hours away from Watkins Glen International, and you're going to be headed back to the Glen Labor Day weekend. Uh, what did you think about racing at the Glen last weekend with the IndyCar Series, and, and are you looking forward to the race there in a few weeks? Uh, very much so. You know, my natural background has come from Europe, and I love the uh, the, the, the place like Watkins Glen, and it's a special uh, historical track but as a road course. I think every single driver really enjoyed that, particularly challenging in the track, you know, where the nice high speed of flowing and middle of the woods and, you know, and obviously Pennsylvania, New York State. So I think it's, uh, you get a lot of great fans, you know, uh, from, uh, from a big city. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great. And then in addition, you know, in, in Watkins specifically, you know, general admission ticket take you in the garage area, which yeah. no other places do. So I think it's, it's great for the fans to, to get to the knowing the drivers and, you know, cross to the favorite car, whatever, you know, you can see everything. So I think, you know, Watkins is a, is a great place for the racing as also the fans. Takuma, I know it's a busy morning on race day. You just got out of your driver's meeting. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Good luck today at Pocono, and we look forward to seeing you at Watkins Glen in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much. All right, Takuma Sato, the pole sitter for today's ABC Supply 500 at the uh, Pocono Raceway that is uh, here on WGR coming up this afternoon. Also be on NBC Sports Network on TV and the IndyCar Series. They've got a stop at Gateway uh, near St. Louis uh, next weekend. And then it is off to Watkins Glen International for the Verizon uh, Grand Prix at the Glen. And uh, all plans are for us to be there live and to do our show live from Watkins Glen, uh, just like we did a couple weeks ago for the Cup Race. Uh, Right now, plans are to be there 
there for the IndyCar race and uh, do another live show. They added another uh, division. I, it's like six, seven divisions of racing at the Glen IndyCar weekend. You know, with the uh, with the the the, the, ro- the the Road to Indy program with the IndyCar series and their support divisions like the Indy Lights and everything. But they just added the the Stadium Super Trucks to uh, IndyCar weekend at Watkins Glen. They made that announcement last week. And um, if you've never seen the, the Stadium Super Trucks, the series is owned by Robbie Gordon. And uh, think back to maybe the old Mickey Thompson off-road stadium series that used to be on ESPN in the 80s and 90s. It's like that. Not on dirt, though, but they do put ramps on the course. So I, I'm excited to see that they got a race on Saturday and they have a race on Sunday morning. So even if you're going for the IndyCar race on Sunday, get there early and check out the Stadium Super Trucks with uh, Robbie Gordon and, and He's got a talented bunch of drivers. Uh, Ari Leyendijk Jr. is in that series now. Uh, so that should be fun as well, too. That was just a recent addition to the IndyCar schedule. Right now, let's turn our attention to our in-studio guest here this morning and uh, want to welcome in local racer. Well, he started selling copies of Gator Racing News in the grandstands at, at racetracks around the area, but he also was a race car driver, and he's turned into a pretty darn good race promoter. Jody London is in here in studio Gator Boy, what's up, man? What up, Dave? <laughs> well, you've got a, a big race coming up here on a Friday night at the Spencer Speedway, and it is the, the Dave London Memorial. And what is this, the ninth year? This is the 10th event. Of Ten, it. 10th event. So, uh, and this race is in honor of, of your father, Dave London, who passed away. Unfortunately, he was a former uh, Street Stock Super Stock racer in Spencer. And uh, real quick, before we get into the race itself, what uh, after he passed away, uh, what led you to, to kind of start this race promotion? I know it's bounced around at some different tracks throughout the years, but what got you to do this race in your dad's honor? Well, it, it was a real, a real, kind of a real easy thing. It was basically I was just talking with my friend at, at a more sports expo, and we were standing right next to Mayshack, uh, the owner of Wyoming County International Speedway, and that was where dad won his first championship after so many years of trying. Jim just walks over, goes, "Hey, your dad won the first championship here. F, you know, when we just went to asphalt, mm-hmm. I want to do a memorial race for your dad's race." I'm like, "Cool, okay." I thought, you know, I just thought that'd be cool to have a dad's dad's race, and then all of a sudden he said, "Yeah, sure, let's do it." And I'm like, "Oh, oh okay, we got a race done." And it's turned into quite the event. Not only is it just a big race for for super stock cars, but you work your butt off all year long. This is like a year long promotion for you, and you go and get lap money and contingency sponsors. And there's a lot of money on the line for for these super stock guys this Friday night. Yeah, there, there's you know, there's quite a bit of money. You could say that. Do you, have, mean, do you have a number? How much you've collected in lap money? Oh, uh, so well, yeah. So I, I was actually waiting waiting for today to actually announce it mm. that that. Officially, we have over fifteen thousand dollars. Wow! In for the super stocks, so it's two grand to win, uh-huh. and it's three fifty to take the green, and then you got the bonus sponsors, and then you got the lap sponsors. Wow! So it's just, it's just a lot of money. That for, if, and that's well, that's a lot of money for any division these days, but especially for a, a quote unquote support division like the super stock, not. Obviously, downplaying the class, but just they're not a, a headline division like a modified or, or maybe even a late model or, or the sportsman these days in pavement racing locally. But that's an amazing purse, and the best thing is the driver support it. What what is it like? Fifty guys you've got pre-registered? Uh, the, I was just on a phone call as you saw me on in studio, and he told me just now we were over sixty registered cars. That is unbelievable. Sixty drivers pre-registered. Any track, some tracks are lucky to get 60 cars in the pits for three, four divisions on a race yeah. night, but for one division to get 60 cars, that is amazing. 
Uh, and, and, but what is it? You're going to start, what, 26 on Friday night? So there's going to be a lot of race, yeah. the heat races in B main, C main. It's, it's, it's going to be gonna crucial. Be, it's going to be, it's going to be gnarly. We'll put it that way. Who are, uh, just who are some of the bigger names that are going to be, uh, attempting to qualify on Friday night at oh. Spencer? Right now we got Chris Finichero, just the most dominant guy of the group of yep. the NY Superstocks. I mean, we got Gulo coming from the Southern tier and Gulo's been, you know, the Dale Earnhardt of the group for this race because, Two years ago, he dominated, ran out of fuel. <laughs> Last year, he do- was dominating completely and just broke the distributor would tend to go and, and lost the race. So he's coming. Uh, Jimmy Steffenhagen's coming out of retirement again. <laughs> so he's going to be in that. And, I mean, you just got you got so many more guys. I mean, Tommy Catalano, you know, after a second-place run last night in the ROC Mod, yep. he's going to get back into a super stock and run dad's race. So it's just, you know. You got big names coming in for that. And you also are doing something for uh, some of the other divisions that are running at Spencer on Friday night, too. Yeah, we got the four-cylinder race. It's called the Grandpa Dog uh, Memorial Dash for Cash race with Dave Himes. And, you know, that came over a hockey game. We were at me and Dave go to hockey games on Friday night for the, you know, the support, you know, the the farm series for the Sabres, which are the Amherst. And we're there and we're drinking beer. I'm like, you want to know what that, what, Dad's racing easy and goes, what's that? I'm like, they need another race. <laughs> and, and he goes, well, what race do you want to put on? I'm like, I want to put on a four-cylinder race. He goes, why do you want to do that? I'm like, because I just love these cars. You can just slam, bam, and whack them. And they put on a fun show. So, and that's that's how it started. And, you know, we got that for 528 to win for a four-cylinder race. So. That's pretty impressive, Jody. I I know this this is kind of your your life's work almost. Is this this race in your dad's memory? Literally, it's I can tell it's a year round promotion. You do a heck of a job. Uh, I wish wish you the best of luck with with weather. Hopefully this Friday. I know it's been a rough year for weather, but uh, it it sounds like it's gonna be a great show. Spencer Speedway Friday night. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a long you know long long time working. I mean myself doing this for ten years. NY Superstocks they started. You know, from nothing and built it up into this ginormous monster that it is right now. Mm-hmm. And I started from nothing and brought it to where Dad's race is now. Dad's race, the first race ever, lap money was just five hundred, no, six hundred twenty-eight dollars. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, that was the first year. My idea was just to get all the first laps sold. Now, now you know, you got over fifteen grand, and I kind of annoyed everyone to get to that, but <laughs> we, you know, we got to that. Very good. That's this Friday night at the Spencer Speedway in Williamson out near Rochester on Route 104. The Dave London Memorial, the 10th edition of this uh, prestigious race for Asphalt Superstocks in in Western and Central New York. Hope you check it out. Jody, thanks for hanging out with us. You can stick with us for the final segment, but we got to head to break. We'll come back. We'll hit the local racing roundup and uh, wrap up this edition of Fast Track here on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan from my friends at Batavia Downs. You need to discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination as they have over 800 of the hottest and in-demand video game machines right inside there at Batavia Downs. And they're adding new games all the time. They're keeping it nice and fresh and uh, lots of fun. And uh, what what a great way to spend a, a, a night at Batavia Downs. You can go there, play all the video game machines, check out the live harness racing, of course, place your wagers on that, uh, grab a bite to eat in one of their restaurants. And, of course, now you can even spend the night at the hotel that they have there right on the grounds at Batavia Downs. Uh, my favorite thing about Batavia Downs Gaming, of course, is 34 Rush. That's Thurman Thomas's restaurant right inside Batavia Downs. Go inside, grab a bite to eat, an adult beverage or two, and check out all the action on the 15... Uh, 
foot projection screen, all the HD TVs they have there, uh, all your favorite sports, horse racing, auto racing, uh, baseball, uh, soccer, any sport, uh, you can find it there uh, inside Batavia Downs. And uh, again, they roll out that huge projection screen for those big sporting events. Batavia Downs Gaming is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m. And they're right off the thruway exit 48 in Batavia. You can't miss them. For more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook and Twitter for updated info on all their promotions and discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And we'll start with the action Friday night at the Ransomville Speedway. They got a show in, luckily. It was been a long, wet year, unfortunately, for the folks at the Big R. But Tommy Flanagan got the win in the uh, modifies the 350 modifies over Ryan Susie and Eric Rudolph. Greg Martin got his first win of the year in the Sportsman. Jake Stefanski in the Street Stocks. Ashley Bleck getting her first win in the Four Bangers this season. And Kyle Went in the Novice Sportsman. Ransomville is in action tomorrow night, actually. They've got a special Monday night show at 7.15. It is a full, div- a full card of racing, plus a dollar hot dogs tomorrow night at the Big R. Lancaster Dragway. Uh, getting uh, their first race in a couple weeks as well, thanks to Mother Nature. Mike Malaire got the win in top eight. He was 0-4 in top eight final rounds until Friday night when he finally got his first win of the season. Dan Sejic got the win in top ET. Uh, Keith Banis in mod. Vic Puglia, second straight win in bikes and sleds. And then it was John Vakovitz in the street. E.T. and Alexander Young got the win uh, in the Junior Dragsters Freedom Raceway on Friday night. Uh, they had the super late models there, and Dave Hess got the win over Greg Oaks and Max Blair. Somebody beat Max Blair. Say it ain't so. Bill Demig in the Pure Stocks. Tyler Walker, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, got the win in the Mini Sprints. And Brad Shepard got the win in the Mini Stocks. Saturday night action. Uh, Genesee Speedway got rained out. Lancaster had the Race of Champions Modified Series for the Tommy Drewer, Tony Jankowiak 110. And there was some rain at Lancaster, but we pressed on, got the show in, uh, made it for a late night, but... Uh, still good to get the show in the books. And George Score the third got his first career uh, modified win after taking advantage of a uh, restart that went awry with about 40 laps to go. That took out Patrick Emerling and uh, and, and did damage to a couple other of the fast cars early in the race. Uh, Score took advantage and was able to hang on for the victory over Tommy Catalano and Andy Jankowiak. Rich Sharp got his ninth win of the year in the street stocks. And Dave Milbrand Jr., uh, got the credit for the win in the four cylinders last night at Lancaster. Uh, Merrittville Speedway last night, and it went to uh, Cole Hardy in the mini stocks, his second win. Rob Murray, another win in the Hoosier stocks. He's been on a hot streak here late in the season. Brent Bigelow, seventh win of the year in the Mod Lights. Greg Rauscher, another win in the Novice Sportsman. Brad Rouse got the win in the uh, Greg Gabe Belante Memorial for the King of the Crates. Caution free, 40 laps. Brad Rouse the win over Bigelow and Matt Farnham. And Gary Lindbergh got the win in the 358 Modifieds over Matt Williamson and Chad Brockman at uh, at Merrittville on Saturday night. Humberstone Speedway back in action tonight. They've got another full card of racing at 6.30. And I believe tonight the uh, the uh, World of Outlaw Late Models are down at the Erie Speedway uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania uh, tonight as well, too. It's about as close as you're going to get here in Western New York to see the World of Outlaw Late Models as uh, they don't get too much closer here to Western New York throughout the season. So I'm pretty sure that's tonight. Uh, I will have to double uh, double check that. Uh, if it's wrong, I will tweet it out or something. I apologize. Uh, again, Monday night, Ranceville Speedway. And then uh, back uh, in action, uh, all the irregular tracks. Friday night, again, the Dave London Memorial over at Spencer. Jody, thanks for sitting in with us uh, this morning. Hope you enjoyed yourself. And uh, stay tuned. Again, we'll have the IndyCar race coming up 
uh, this afternoon right here on WGR, and it was really cool to talk to Takuma Sato and talk to uh, the two most recent Indy 500 winners here over the last couple of weeks on Fast Track. Uh, NHRA also in action this weekend. They're in Brainerd, Minnesota. We talked to uh, J.R. Todd last week, of course, funny car driver that's got picked up his first win a couple weeks ago. Uh, new national records in ET and qualifying. Uh, uh, Leah Pritchett in top field went 364 at 330 miles an hour. And that was a uh, national ET record. And Robert Height and Funny Car, 379 at 338 miles an hour. Uh, all, both uh, national ET records for uh, those national event uh, national event divisions. Uh, Tanner Gray, the number one qualifier in Pro Stock, and uh, Hector Arana Jr., uh, number one qualifier in Pro Stock Motorcycle there at Brainerd. So uh, just wanted to get you an update on that before we go. We'll talk to you next week. We are down to our final two shows of the year just next week. And uh, Labor Day Sunday, which will hopefully be at Watkins Glen for the IndyCar race. So coming down to the wire, we will talk to you next Sunday here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.